Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 149 of the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation from the best to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So the title of this podcast episode is Stress Eating. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Stress eating. So, and this, I especially want to um, talk to you uh, and share some stories of my own around stress eating, not just because things are, um, like, difficult or bad, but it's also because things are growing. It's like um, growing your business and your belly. <laughs> and not because you're pregnant, unfortunately. Um Abundance is abundance is abundance. And, you know, when I woke up this morning, my spirit guides really put it on my heart to share a little bit more around stress eating. And so I don't know if this episode is for you, but I'm going to keep following guidance and make sure that I share exactly um, as I've been told to. Right. Because I believe in running a spirit led business. My spirit guides, my intuition are the CEO and basically the CVO of my company. And the more that I follow their guidance, the more effective I become. So with that being said, um, right now it's the winter after uh, COVID and well, not after COVID. It's the it's the winter, <laughs> um, you know, January ish. Later into the winter, uh, you know, COVID's been all year 2020. And what happened for me personally when COVID first hit is that um, I was surrounded by a lot of people who had a lot of things changing, right? And maybe this was the case for you. Like, uh, can't go where you were expecting to go. Can't do what you planned to do. Um, sales that you're expecting are not coming through in the way that they typically do. It all cut, like there's so much shift and change. And I'm also surrounded by a lot of people who want to live lives that are post-transformation, right? So post-transformational lives. What does that mean? That means they transform something about their themselves or their health. So uh, maybe they've embraced sobriety or maybe they've um, embraced, you know, going vegan or gluten-free or maybe they've embraced um, giving up alcohol or, uh, you know, drugs, something like that, or maybe um, they've embraced, you know, self-respect and personal boundaries and all those types of stuff. Like, um, it's the post personal growth and development type of person or mm, not even, not to say that post as in like it's over and you're never going to change again, but you've been through some stuff, right? My people, um, have been through several programs, um, before maybe they did Landmark or Tony Robbins or AA or all, all different kinds of stuff. Um, or transform their businesses as well, or their branding, their images. And so we live a lot more conscious lives. So I'm surrounded by people who have a higher level of stress due to change, but also who try to control their stress response. And all of life is a mirror. So <laughs> I'm included in this. Like, why am I surrounded by all these types of people? Well, I happen to be one of them. I always joke with my clients that uh, not only am I a client, but I am the president of the hair club uh, for men as well. 
Yeah. So with that, okay, right there with you, trying to manage my personal energy in response to so much change, trying to um, and live consciously and be mindful and make sure that I am continuing to show up in a way that mm, displays and conveys the fact that I create my reality and I am in control. Although I have had experiences of victimization in the past, I desire, right, as someone who's uh, post-personal development or post-transformational experience, I desire to show up as someone who says, wait a minute, I can get myself back above the 50% line. I I am in, uh, what matters most is how I feel and I can control how I feel. I can think with intention and all these types of, you know, uh, positive forms of self control enthusiasm or uh, you know we could say it's being a control freak but i appreciate my uh, mentor fabian uh would talk about being a control enthusiast <laughs> so with that being said okay covid everything upside down um everything's changing there are a lot more stressed people around me and well what do i provide Holistic stress management. I provide like a safe place for entrepreneurs to process the emotional roller coaster of abundant business ownership. Okay. So suddenly things in my business, and I was actually just earlier today texting with my um, bookkeeper and she like gave me numbers to show this fact that suddenly what I'm doing has become way more relevant. <laughs> I mean, it's always been relevant. There's always stress um, with owning a, a business, especially a uh, purpose-driven business, right? You have a special flavor of stress. Like, you know, you just, you know, do your thing and it's not tied to your life purpose. You can kind of detach. But if your business is attached to your life purpose, well, gosh, it's it's a whole nother can of worms there, right? And so, uh, the people who work with me come to really can stay resilient, right? And to continue to roll with the punches and allow the big breakdowns so that the big breakthroughs can come through, right? And, and process that in a very conscious, lovely, and, um, liked environment, right? Try not to get things too heavy so that they can have the energy to move forward. Um, but at the same time, I don't just lead this community. I'm I'm a part of it. And so I had a, a where some people experienced an economic downturn in 2020. I'm one of the uh, people who and I'm honored and I'm blessed and abundance is abundance is abundance. More is more. Right. So just because like, all right, things are doing good financially or, you know, the visibility is going up and all of that's like there's expansion. It, just because that's happening doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. <laughs> so, okay, I've got like an increase of people coming uh, to my meditations, an increase of visibility, an increase of interviews and features and all of that, an increase of 
um, sales calls on my calendar. People are like, whoa, like they're really jumping in an increase of people signing up for my visionary shaman circle. And I was like, I can't, like I have to have this type of support. I'm looking for that energetic fortress. Victoria, you have it. Let's go. And so this is fabulous. This is all of, you know, you're looking at my goal cards on, on the wall and the things that I recite daily. It's like, yes, yes, yes. This is what I asked for. And, um, things going well is also stressful. I don't know if you knew that. Or maybe I'm speaking to someone who is like nodding their head like a bobble head right now. Like, yes, things going well can also be stressful, Victoria. <laughs> right? Or maybe you're at the point of like, I already knew that. Okay, fine. But this is for the people who are like, girl, t- talk to me about stress eating. I'm like, okay. My business is expanding, and so is my waistline. <laughs> the income is going up, and so is the number on the scale, right, or the number on the BMI uh, reader. Like, it, it, holy cow, the correlation of expansion is is across all areas in life. It's not just my visibility is expanding, but so is my dress size uh, increasing. And so I experienced that. I got up to uh, a weight that was the highest I've ever been in my life in 2020. Um, and also in 2020, that was the most sick I have ever been in my life as far as I can remember. Like I was uh, sick for two months, two months. Uh, and so this this was something else. And so... I I gave up smoking years ago, released that. Um I gave up drinking years ago, released that. And let me be honest, can I be honest? Um I missed both of them. <laughs> I don't miss what they did to my body at all. Like if I could smoke or if I could drink um and have none of the negative effects Believe me, I'd be first in line to jump back. I was like, yay, because there was so much more fun and nightlife and culture. Or when you're a smoker, you can, it's very social. You can hang out um, with, you know, people on the street. I remember when I used to work off Wall Street, just like um, going down for so many smoke breaks throughout the day and talking and shooting the suit with people and just having a great time. And so, I, oh, it was great. It was great. And I'm, uh, or just, all of the interesting people are dancing. Like, I could dance all night long if I drank. Oh, my God. I forget I'd have feet. It was crazy. You can't. Like, no one in their right mind as a woman would be dancing all night long in, like, four or five inch, uh, the five, six inch stilettos, four, five, six inch stilettos, uh, unless you didn't feel her feet anymore. <laughs> or maybe that's just my opinion. Right? But that, I've, oh, man, I miss that. That was great. It was great. Oh, my gosh. And to be able to walk all over. So I'm from Jersey. So we when we would go out, we'd go out in New York City. So walk all over the city, still in heels. So I don't have feet. Yeah. How how did I do it? Alcohol. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. When I go out, I'm like, oh, dance for a while. It's really fun. All right. And I'm done. Because I have feet. I have nerve endings that work. <laughs> 
my body's not poisoned, so it's telling me, hey, babe, sit down. <laughs> your your feet are in these crazy, like, high-heeled shoes. What are you doing? Um, neither here nor there, but, like, that, like, so I've released drinking, and um, so there's pros and cons to drinking. The cons are, like, okay, my body's basically poisoned. I'm having all these uh, allergic responses. I feel like crab, um... Uh, especially the next day, my brain feels like it's falling out of my ears, all the good stuff. Um, there are also pros and cons to smoking. So, okay, the social uh, aspect, and it is, uh, I have to admit, an excellent toilet flush of emotions and stress. Like, you just smoke something, and every feeling that you have just kind of, it's like a toilet flush, just, it's gone. But then there's also um, the asthma, the coughing, the mucus, uh, the the smell, like you smell like the smoke, which is really kind of gross. And you can't, like, I'm an energy healer. I can't be putting my hands in someone else's um, field and smelling like a cigarette. Like, that's crazy. Um, so that's, that's bad. Uh, it, what else? It also stinks up your car, your house. Um, it limits your ability to travel to certain places because it's like no smoking, blah, 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 like all of that, all of that. So, and then how, what it does to your teeth um, and obviously like your lungs. But so there's pros and cons to everything. So released smoking and well, I'm going to come clean. I have a bit of an addictive personality. I do. So for me personally, and maybe you'll identify with this, uh, let me know. Once I release my other addictions, then new ones emerge. New ones emerge. I'm like, okay, so why was I um, uh, drinking and smoking in the first place? It's basically to deal with feelings. Um, that's me personally. How do I deal with feelings? It's by consuming things, uh, imbibing alcohol, inhaling smoke, um, I would smoke clove cigarettes in particular. Uh, so that for me was a way as a, how do we say, a coping mechanism for stress is to ingest and vibe things. Um, and so got rid of the highly toxic stuff, but the pattern of behavior was still there. And so, okay, no alcohol, no smoke. Well, what can I ingest and vibe that like, shuts me down, numbs me down, or makes me feel all warm and lovely inside. Food! <laughs> Here we go! Stress eating! Oh my gosh! So, when things are going great, celebrate with a cookie or a cake or ice cream. When things are going bad, it, uh, how do we say, hibernate or incubate with a cookie or ice cream or or a cake. Right, or, um, oh my gosh, like get, eat all of the fried chicken, right, or eat all of the coconut shrimp, or, you know, just, like, consume, let me eat all the croissants. For me, that, and, and in my head, I was like, oh, well, at least I'm not drinking, at least I'm not smoking, so... Now, like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, it's okay to eat. And, and on top of that, I love my family. I have an amazing family. And you know something that's awesome about my family? My family has, I believe, the world's greatest cooks. 
And the, most of them are men. Like most, like the most of the people who cook in my family are actually the men of my family. That's how they express their love. And so they're like, yay, it's, it's, we're together. Let's eat. Yay, how you doing? Here's some food. Yay, it's a, a holiday or a random time. Food, food, food. Food and food, and not just any kind of food, but I mean like all in the kind that sticks to your bones, and it's fabulous. It's fabulous! Half my family uh, comes from the South, so it's like soul food, like, oh man, it's so delicious. Fried butter, everything. (laughs) Fried butter, everything. And then the other half of my family is like international so like we're gonna eat tons of sushi or eat tons of italian food tons of well like all over the place so and we gather around that so a way to feel loved and also a way to feel a way to feel is to eat and so in incomes 2020 of an increase of excitement and overwhelm of feelings of feeling overload everyone's having their feelings about masks for example everyone's having their feelings about politics as another example everyone's having their feelings about oh my god am i gonna die from this invisible thing um that's everywhere for another example so there's a lot of ambient feelings and for me personally i know I'm an empath, right? We've spoken about this before on the podcast, but for those of you, if this is your first time tuning into the Journeypreneur podcast, by the way, hi, (laughs) nice to meet you. Um, But if you've never heard this concept before, an empath is someone who is, it's not being empathetic. I was was speaking just the other day um, at a local women's networking organization about the the difference here. It's super important to understand. When you're being empathetic, there's uh, this lovely, compassionate, thoughtful thing that you are doing. It's a mental acrobatic where you're trying to um, imagine what it's like to be in another person's shoes. And that's because you want to be an excellent communicator. You want to understand them. You know, you want to see through their eyes so that you can better connect with whoever you're communicating with. That is being empathetic. You choose to do a mental acrobatic in your head to serve the other person, right? Maybe because you you want to improve your communication. Maybe you want to improve your ability to connect. Whatever. Maybe you just love them. Or you're just awesome. And that's cool. Or maybe you're you're evil and you're trying to get into somebody's head so that you could, like, manipulate them. Because there's also that. <laughs> but anyway, being empathetic is a choice to do a mental exercise, a mental acrobatic. Whereas being an empath is something altogether different. So... When you are an empath, you also get to see what it's like to walk in another person's shoes, feel their feelings, um, understand where they're coming from, even sense their bodily sensations. But this is not by your choice. This is something that happens spontaneously, um, well, at first, naturally, and it is not something that you ask for. It is whether or not you want to. So when you are empathic, and this is especially for uh, people who have deep, intimate bonds, um, such as a mother and a child or um, family members or 
or lovers or things like that, or uh, if you're really connected to the people in your friend group or your uh, your team, etc. If you are empathic, you can literally feel the pains in someone's body as if it's contagious and kind of jumped off of them into you. Um, this is, uh, if you're empathic, you've had the experience of walking into a board meeting or a room and feeling the tension in the air, even though no one has said anything, no one is giving you any visual cues, and you haven't heard about anything bad going on. It's just immediately you can sense it. Of like, oh, oh my God, my, why is my lower back hurting? Or, ooh, I'm walked in this room, I'm getting a headache. This is part of your intuitive communication system that you are built with. You know, you come into this life through your mother's um, vaginal canal and go popping out, batteries included. You have the ability to uh, communicate non-verbally and being an empath or your empathic sense is that gift. But it can be a dark gift because you're sensing what and picking up on what other people are going through without your consent. It's in, a, in essence, being an empath or having a strong empathic sense means you're an emotional sponge, right? And it's not just emotions, though. It can also be physical sensations, right? If you see somebody get hurt on TV, you feel it in your body, not because the TV made a fist and, like, came out of the wall and punched you in the stomach, but because, ooh, you picked up on that. You picked up on that. And so that's what being an empath is. But get this. Okay, so I'm an empath. I'm surrounded by people who are going through incredible amounts of stress, grief, anxiety, uh, anger, fear, all kinds of things. Uh, surrounded by people who are going through a lot of feelings. And I personally... Obviously, I'm saying I personally because, like, this is only about me. You're just listening to a podcast. It's just about me. I'm the only person on the planet like this. Oh, well. <laughs> Joking. I know. I know. But, okay, you know, I'm opening up my heart so that you could come in. Um, and maybe you'll be able to do that for yourself, too. All right. So, as an empath, I'm surrounded by all this emotional discord. And I have a pattern, personally, of... When I'm overwhelmed or when I have a lot of feeling or when there's or I've been trained to when there's a lot of feeling going on, eat, eat, consume and vibe something. If it's a for a reward of like lots of positive feeling, yay, let's have cake, right? Or yay, let's have ice cream. If it's bad and things are going rough, mm, all right, better get some ice cream or uh, some fried chicken. <laughs> a bucket of fried chicken just inhale all of it right or eat um what else what are your special favorites i'm curious like i can run down the list um one of the one of the books oh my gosh i'm just remembering this now one of the books that like changed my life around stress eating um was early doreen virtue a book called the care and feeding of indigo children she had lists in there of of like what your stress eating meant of like if you can't stop eating cheeseburgers that means you feel empty um and you're trying to save off loneliness um or if you're uh stress eating uh, just you can't stop eating chips what does that mean that means you're stressed out and you're like trying to have a fixation for your mouth so that you can focus on something else um 
Right. There's uh, there's so many things like sweets is a lack of love and affection in your life. So that book, by the way, um, I highly recommend if you're really looking to dive more into intuitive development and understanding how this can express in our eating habits, the care and feeding of indigo children early during virtue. Really great. Uh, More recently, I don't I don't know about what's doing now, but um but way back, like back from the, I think it was the early 90s, early 90s, that book was, it was so good, changed my life. Um, and she even goes into the astrological signs of like how we all do different flavors of stress eating. But anyway, for, for me in 2020, okay, all right, I'm going to keep consuming. And it was especially to, if I think about it, it was to, to pad myself. Like, uh, putting on my samurai armor so I could get out there and fight the good fight, you know? So, and, and if I get hit by another person losing somebody in their family, or if I get the hit of, you know, just like a, a, a rush of more exposure, if I get the hit of a, a news that there's more shutdowns, et cetera, I'm, I'm padded against the hits that are coming in from all of what's going on. Does that make sense? So like this, this stress eating for me personally went to an all time high, but it was semi intentional. (laughs) It's like, I know that I need to be able to stay emotionally functional. Um, well, they call it being a functional alcoholic. So it's a functional eating aholic, a functional food aholic. Yeah. So I have to oh, be remain grounded, and there's nothing that grounds me more than a full belly of like an like a bunch of French fries and and like a really nice um, like double cheeseburger. So there's nothing that really grounds me or makes me forget all of the all of what I witnessed throughout the day, then my favorite ice cream, give me a pint of that. It got to the point, I'm coming clean. I am so coming clean on this podcast right now, where uh, I only really tend to eat twice a day. I've done that for years, years and years. I never really eat breakfast. I don't like eating before 12. It just, for my body, it doesn't really work out. I don't think that's for everybody, but for my body, it's that I don't like eating before 12 noon. And so, my... What happened then is, uh, okay, so I eat lunch and dinner, and that's my normal. But especially in 2020, my dinners for the whole year ended up being, uh, well, for the first half, because <laughs> there's more to this story, um, my dinners turned into just like a pint or two of ice cream every single day. And so I'm coming clean to say that, and truth be told... I feel wistful of like, oh, that was so good. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. And my favorite, like, mushroom pizza with the spicy dried flakes on it. Oh, yeah. And I can eat a whole one, too. No problem. I love to eat. I come from people who love to eat. Absolutely. So it's just, oh. I was having a good time. Oh my god, eating chocolates with those Ferrero Rochers. Keep, by the way, don't give them as a gift to me. I will, um, they will disappear into somebody else. They will not go into my body. <laughs> I'll say thank you, but they're going to disappear. Um, I'm, I'm gonna like, 
be like one of those mobsters and just make sure that they're sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, they will just disappear, conveniently disappear, but not into me. I don't know where they'll go. I don't, I don't know. Um, so, and because I, I have to say that because you guys send me gifts all the time. Like, it's, this is crazy. But anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you. I feel loved and seen and held and heard um, with your gifts. But don't don't give me gifts of food, please. <laughs> um, and if you do, they'll they'll be um, donated. We'll put it that way. Donated. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. The mob makes things disappear. But anyway, so there's. I was having such a great time eating everything. Oh my gosh, living my food fantasies through. So uh, like. It is interesting because my business also started expanding, right? I'm having, uh, making more and more, as, you've, as I've told you in previous podcast episodes. And so, you know, making what I used to make in a year, in a day, and having those experiences, uh, and, and then rewarding myself with food. And so, here's the thing. It was lovely and fun and, yes, pleasurable like such oh such a pleasure to get to taste all the foods and 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 have the money to celebrate and enjoy and all of that and what happened is is pros and cons to everything shout out to uh my dear friend patrick larouge he says that all the time um i started getting tired and my clothes that i had been wearing for like five to ten years my like i take excellent care of my clothes it's not fitting anymore and i'm like I really like that piece. Like, that's annoying. How come I can't fit into this anymore, right? Um, they can only get, like, one leg or barely half a leg into the pair of pants that I used to love or the, the wonderful, like, uh, magenta-colored tunic that I used to wear. Even you can see it in earlier videos on, on YouTube of my love letters on YouTube. So it's all these stuff that I used to love wearing that still works it's not broken right it feels fine uh happy oh happy like it's all of those clothes I said not fitting anymore what's going on and the exhaustion was incredible the exhaustion just having to take a nap in the middle of the day um and just never feeling rested never feeling rested the uh when I threw out my bed, I really, like, that shifted things for me uh, to tip the scale away from growing my belly size along with my bank account. Like, the, the when I threw out my bed, that was like a pivotal point, uh, and I talked about this in a previous podcast episode, that really unhinged um, or unrested the connection and entanglement between my business getting bigger and bigger and my body getting bigger and bigger because the the pattern in me that was creating that situation and I hope this serves you you got to let me know in the comments um, and in your review like what if this is speaking to you or you can send me an email victoria at victoriawhitfield.com it's come straight to me my it it shifted it away from this pattern in me of reward and mourning being connected to food right stress reward 
grief, anger, my feelings, my feelings um, were linked to food and and how like that how do you say oral fixation the 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 texture the taste the the creaminess or the spicy all the like i was relying on food to feel and to feel in me as an empath i feel so much right i'm an emotional sponge of other people's energy jumps at me all the time thank god i learned about energy work so that i can have uh the ability to to clear my energy but the more people i'm being exposed to the more energy i'm exposed to so just because like i'm a reiki master four times over and counting doesn't mean that i um don't still get affected by energy no i actually Personally, and, and you tell me, for those of you who are um, energy workers or who have more advanced uh, level training, uh, but I know for me, the more and the higher I go, the more sensitive <laughs> I get. It's like, oh, man, you know, is there, you know okay, I got to open up to access more energy. Crap. So, like, what happened in my samurai suit that, like, is... Or it, and it turned into basically like a moon suit, like a freaking astronaut suit of, um, like, walk around like the doughboy and, and oh my gosh, making dough, but looking like the doughboy. And I'm, at the same time, this is a pattern in me that I hadn't dealt with. I hadn't received help with around. It was actually something that was actually a source of pride. And don't get me wrong, oh, I still love the fat it was great i love big women too oh man their their whole bodies are soft and fabulous and gosh they they know how to enjoy life and have a good time and they give the best hugs and kisses i mean like, i i love i love the big and like every time i would shimmy it was like a rah! i love it i loved being big and the exhaustion started getting worse and worse and worse and uh, maybe this is where I'll start to uh, land this podcast Um, when I got up to my highest weight I am just under 5'3 and I hit 171 172 so I was like turning into a gorgeous ball Um, and maybe that for you is like, oh, that's not a big deal, Victoria. But for me, that my my whole life, I had never been that that big before, um, and that tired, just constantly, constantly tired. And I'm getting all the sleep that I can. I'm wa- I'm I'm on the treadmill every day. You know, I'm trying to. You know, when I am not eating ice cream, I try to eat good. <laughs> yeah. So. During one of my meditations, my spirit guide said something to me that kind of shook me. And it was the same thing that shook me out of um, smoking. And it was the same thing that they told me that shook me out of uh, drinking alcohol. Like just being able to give those up permanently. And it was this. um, Why are you trying to kill yourself? Why are you poisoning our instrument why are you trying to kill yourself why are you poisoning our instrument now side note 
I've had friends of mine who are actually suicidal and all that types of stuff. And um, only back in my uh, teenage years was uh, did I ever um, consider being suicidal. So I things are going well for me. And I'm happy. I'm surrounded by people who love me. And I'm enjoying, I'm sa- literally savoring my life. And so I'm not trying to to kill myself. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. I've got I've got work to do. I I have I work with the best people on the planet. My uh family is like super strong and loving. I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of and and happy and things are going really well. So when they said this in my meditation um is in the middle of uh 2020 like mid-year that was like a smack clean out of like left field. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And so they would show me flashes of visions of me bright and strong and then stuffing the bright and strong um, with with toxic materials. And the toxic materials were the ice cream the sweets, the the carb binging, um, the the protein binges, they they would show me bright and strong and helping people, and then stuffing and basically crushing, crushing in a bad way, all of that progress that I was making. It was as if every time I uh, would stress eat. It was a communication to my spirit of, I'm checking out. I don't want this life anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, like, shut shut it down. Shut me off. Off me. And that, like, I feel so emotional as I say that because I was complete, in my mind, I was in a completely different space. When I was, I thought this was a celebration of life and wonderful and goddessly and abundant and in just in savoring and, and, but not admitting to myself that, yeah, stress eating and stuffing down, um, my brilliance, you know, piling on the samurai suit, <laughs> piling on my moon suit so that I could be, um, be be out in the world doing this work it was a rejection of this work piling on the samurai suit and the moon suit it's a rejection of mm, myself and what I'm doing and how I'm feeling especially it was a rejection of it so I'm curious why are you stress eating are you or do you know someone that you love or or your clients stress eating like what are they what are they rejecting what are they stuffing down what are they trying to pad against because like I know for me I I'm running out of options here of how to numb and dumb myself down so that I don't have to feel in order to be um on this planet doing things I'm running out of options and well running out of options then I can just continue to downward spiral or if I have something that's meaningful to me 
and I, my life purpose is in the work that I do. So it's meaningful to me. I'm here to make massive impact and to help entrepreneurs like you get out there and help and heal the world. So that was enough, right? So that we could create a world that it's safe for my nephew to grow up in and your kids and everybody else's grandkids to grow up in. That was enough to kind of snap me out and be like, all right, well, maybe I don't want to go the downward spiral of just continuing this route. No, I don't want to kill myself. I don't. That's not why I'm I'm shoving all of these toxic materials into me. So, well, I would have to say there was a point at which where I just admitted to myself, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. If this is if this is how I'm doing it, and these are the results and the the issues that I'm experiencing. In the results that I'm generating, obviously, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so this will be another podcast episode. But I had to come to that painful point of, am I really trying to off myself and end all of the momentum that I've created? Am I really, is this self-sabotage my choice? Am I creating this on purpose? Am I intentionally like, yeah, I want this to all be over? Or... Not. Because if so, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need to admit that. Right? Was it AA 101? Hi, everybody. I have a problem. <laughs> I'm a foodaholic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What I'm, like, nutrition, portion size. Nothing. Nope. I My relationship with food has nothing to do with my nutrition and everything to do with my feelings. Stress eating. And mine was fueled by my business expansion and also my emotions, like trying to control my emotions in relationship with all of the instability in the world around me. I'm curious how that came came up for you. Again, send me an email back, victoria at victoriawhitfield.com. I'd love to, to connect with you around this, right? Or you could private message me on Facebook, Sensei Victoria Whitfield. Hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, so all of that's to say the stress eating came to a point where I decided, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, if I'm going to continue to rise, I no longer want my ascension, my financial ascension to be tied to my, the ascension of my weight. <laughs> and so I got help. I got help. And that'll be in another podcast episode. What did that look like? What did you do? And I'm also going to be bringing some of the people. You know I do interviews here. I'm going to be bringing some of the people who helped me. Um, By the way, at the recording of this podcast episode, I'm still um, receiving help and still processing, but I'm down 25 pounds and I'm going to keep it going. So yay! Right? And so this is, I don't want to leave you with like a total cliffhanger. <laughs> so like, things got better. Um, and uh, because I decided to to receive help, I decided to change my paradigm. But, you know, uh, yeah, here's where I'll end it. My, uh, my coach, my current coach, um, who's helping me with my nutrition, said that, did you know that 87% of behavior is based off environmental cues? 87%, studies have shown, 87% of behavior is based off of environmental cues. 
If you change your environment, you can actually change your behavior. And when you change your behavior, you'll change your life. So when I said that, when I threw out my bed um, in mid uh, in July, it was like mid-year of 2020, completely got rid of it and have been sleeping on the floor uh, ever since on a like fabulous, like luxurious tatami mats with a custom made shikibutan and like piles of furs. And I think I have like, like around 12 pillows and counting and the bed is heated and all this. So I'm not sleeping on the floor, like just sleeping on the floor. <laughs> like, imagine Moroccan goddess on the floor, basically, but with fur, uh, faux furs, and I, I don't, ugh, real fur kind of creeps me out. But, uh, oh gosh, I love the faux mink to the gods! Yes, and weighted blankets. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, but, when I changed my environment, just, you know, my baseline of how I sleep, every day that changed the environment and that also changed how I perceive myself and that's what gave me the momentum to make the shifts to get help with my stress eating um, so I'm curious what how will you do that how are you going to change your environment something that you can't go back from now that's going to force you to remember you matter your health matters your your body is important. It's the sacred temple that executes on the divine's call for your life, right? What are you going to do? 87% comes from an environment. So with that, I think we'll bring this podcast to a close, by the way. So if this is your first time coming to the Journeypreneur podcast, welcome. Hi. Good to see you. Good to meet you. Thank you for sticking with me this long. I hope this um, serves you to stay on your path um, to changing the world, right? I'm a firm believer that when more good people make good money, more good happens in the world. So I hope this just gave you a little bit more inspiration and motivation to stay on your journey. Don't give up. And if it is your first time coming to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Um, if you're a Mac user or on Podbean, if you're an uh, Android user, so that you get the notifications first as all of these um, episodes are uploaded and syndicated on iTunes. Um, I would love to hear from you. And so let me just check. This is episode 149. So tell me. It, when you leave your five-star review, that's the only place you can leave comments on the podcast. It's episode 149. Tell me in your comments. Say, Victoria, I listened to episode 149, and girl, you were speaking to me, right? Let me know what's your story. What were the things that really touched your heart, stood out to you, um, and gave you some good energy so that you could stay on your journey, right? Filled your tank. Um, and... I want you to know that when you do that, when you leave your five-star review and put those comments, I read them. I read them not only to receive your love and affirmation, but also to know, okay, what did I say that really helped so that I can create more podcast episodes that are based off of what speaks to you. 
also that serves our community at large because it shows other conscious entrepreneurs like you that this podcast is a really great place to receive positive affirmation, inspiration, and energy so that they can continue to fight the good fight as well right alongside you. Um, so by the way, while we're at it, hit that share button. Share this uh, episode with you know another sister or brother in business who needs to hear this information. Maybe it ministered to you and it could really uplift them as well as a fellow or sister journeypreneur. With that, I'm going to bring this podcast to a close now. Saying the same thing we say every time. Get ready for it. Please remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now.